Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4. I am Gav. With me I have this week, we've gone three at the back, Gav, Shawnee and Emma this week. Keith is off doing um, important football stuff, so he won't be here this week. But um, Shawnee is here, I'm here, Emma is here. Um, if you're in here and you're watching, you're very, very welcome. Lash your comments in over the next hour, hour and a half. If you think Anthony Taylor is a shy bag, hit the like button. If you think Pep is a petulant child, hit the like button. And if you think Klopp should have went the hallway and DDT'd that fucking linesman, hit the like button. I can't, don't even like because you like the channel, just do it for them three reasons alone. Liverpool won, Manchester City nil in the Premier League today. We beat the Savers and the savers of football today which was absolutely excellent Shawnee I'm not even going to ask your weekend was I don't care I just want to know how you feel after that game yeah I think um, nobody really gave us a chance in the build up all week it was kind of a, a bit of a Harlem wang fest a bit of a Man City circle jerk um, this was a foregone conclusion in the eyes of many um, picked up in all different ways but I think the players show today, this Liverpool team, that when pride is on the line, um, they wanted to show that they were still right up there um, in the upper echelons of, of European football. And a response was needed today. And um, I feel a response is exactly what we got from the big boys who, it, I'm not, I don't think I'm being negative in saying that they probably let us down so far this season. Um, in terms of their levels of performance. And I'd imagine that the players in question would would admit 
would admit that. But they all turned up today to a man and um, showed exactly uh, what the team are made of. I thought it was unlike a Liverpool win that I've seen for some time, even in the seasons where we won the league 1920 and last year when we were at absolutely excellent levels. I think Liverpool played the rope it out today and counter-attacked the City team who probably fancied themselves a little bit and we caught them dopey. And let's be honest, I think, although there was a couple of standout brilliant performances in defence, I think on another day we cut them up and beat them 3 or 4 nil. Um, if we're if we're as cutthroat and I think today flattered City a little bit today. We shall battle and they bottle the bollocks off. And that's literally all we can ask for uh, when it comes to Liverpool. I think we're seeing uh, the best of some of our big performers again today and it was good to see. So hopefully this is a bit of building block for the rest of the season because it doesn't get much better than being that man City side. No, it doesn't. And you're probably right. I think when you look at when you look at the stats going back, and then we got we go through instances in the game. But if you look, I think I think um, City have about sixteen shots. Liverpool have thirteen. Liverpool have five big chances. City are down for one big chance. City have sixty seven percent of the ball, and we get onto that in a little bit. But Liverpool, we're just Liverpool today. That's all. I got. It's the only way I can put it. it. Like that's what I felt after the game. That was Liverpool, you know. And if we came out one all. You kind of go right, but it was still Liverpool. There was still something to it. Emma, you know, as I said, we're going to get into um, different parts of the game, different um, players' incidents, because there's plenty of them. But as much as Liverpool walked today, they showed for me an intelligence, a game intelligence today that they haven't shown in ages. And what I mean by that is we've, we've watched teams running behind them, give sloppy goals away, lose balls in certain areas, but they showed a real intelligence today and they were so on it from the start. Yeah, it kind of like you're you're settling down to watch the match, and if some if 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 somebody says that they weren't nervous, they're lying. Everybody would have been nervous. Yeah, uh, you know this game could go. I said it the other night. It could go anyway, and but right from the start, it kind of made me sit up a little bit on the couch. Like I was all slouched back on the couch, and I kind of went, "Oh, hang on a sec." And I agree with Shawnee. Like we. <clears throat> We kind of, I don't know whether we played it in stages, but like we came out and we attacked them. They came back at us. Then we set off for a while. Then we kind of went and attacked them again and kind of set off. We, and it is kind of nearly like a, a rope dope But game intelligence, like you're saying there, is that we've said on this channel, God knows how long, City want to get to the boy line, cut it back, cross it for Haaland or whatever. We just cut off absolutely everything. To, to the point where... With 15 minutes to go, De Bruyne had to move to the left to see if he could get any joy over that side because he was getting none on the other side. I think 30th minute or 35th minute, 30th minute and 35th minute was the was the first kind of opportunity for De Bruyne to get a ball in from that right hand side, which is where most of the goals for Haaland have come mm-hmm. from balls from that side. But um, it was unbe- it was unbelievable snapping at their heels, winning balls back. Okay, when we won it back. Sometimes we weren't kind of we didn't look after it well enough, but we were there. <clears throat> yeah. There was a kind of a there was a snidiness about us today as well. That Andy Robinson, fourth minute, yeah, straight, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And even even towards the end of the game, where he's roaring into the crowd for every throw in, every goal kick, it was like this lad is nuts. And it was like the old Andy is back. It's like the old Liverpool was back today. Yeah, do you know what? Like it really was, and and maybe something clicks in their mind during the game. 
Whereas we, we are intelligent and we're, we're doing things the right way. And like you said, we're not going gung-ho after them because they probably want that. They either wanted us to go at them and they can hit us or sit right back and they'll take that chance because the Bruyne does happen in the first half, which is nearly a carbon copy of the one against United. Instead, it's, it's a header for Haaland yeah. rather than, than uh, you know, where he hits it with his left foot. But just on the lineup, because like um, the ever fucking knowledgeable Gabby Ogbonlahor said, if um, Liverpool start with Gomez as a centre half and Milner right back, it could be four or five nil. Um, but that's what he's there for, I suppose, Gabby Ogbonlahor. But just at the lineup, Sean, you know, slight slight issue for uh, Ibrahim Kanati. So Gomez does have to go back in there. And as much as it made sense, it worried me because I think the last time he plays a centre half for Liverpool is, is away at Napoli, and it was just. Oh God, I don't want to see that again. Milner has to come in and I think he's playing against an unbelievable footballer in Phil Foden. Um, midfield, you could kind of go who's going to start, but he goes Fabinho Thiago, which I'm, I'm absolutely all right with. And then he, he does something different where he leaves Nunes out and he goes with Salah. He, he brings Elliot in um, and Elliot probably got that trial run against Rangers during the week, to be honest, to get him um, ready for that kind of position. And, you know, he has Jota and he has Firmino, but... Honestly, Sean, you're looking at that and you're kind of going, Virgil's not on great form. Andy Robbo's just back. Gomez, fourth time back at centre-half in a while. Milner up against Foden. You have to be a bit, fuck, this could go wrong. It could go wrong. But they were fucking brilliant to a man. Yeah, um, obviously, look, it, it's not ideal with Kanate being missing, you know what I mean? When I thought about him and um, Gomez were, were very good the other night at Rangers, um, playing in the positions they played. So, you would have just fancied us to go again with that back four, but we had to chop and change. But I think the biggest difference today, Gav, was nothing got to deal with um, personnel. I think it was approach and mentality. There was seemed to be a, a there seemed to be a level of belief there amongst amongst the group that that they weren't just gonna just just show up today and uh, anticipate. Klopp said this, after the Rangers game, Shawnee. Klopp said after the Rangers game. That result has changed the atmosphere. That's what was words. It's changed yeah, the atmosphere and of the group. It, looked, it, it definitely looked like it did because they were at it. Like they, they really were. The, they were like dogs again. That hunger was there. It looks like there was energy in the legs. You know, it, the spring was in the step. The pop was there. And, and as Eva said, yeah, we were wasteful in possession at times. But look, that can. That's what City do to you. City do that to everybody. City, City can do that. Like because it's not like City weren't good today. Mm. City had to be really good today to compete with us. We made we were horrible to play against today, Gav. And that was that was the difference. Mm-hmm. That was the difference. And that's as good as I've seen Joe Gomez play since nineteen twenty. Um I thought he was exceptional. Uh, and I thought I, I liked I liked Carragher's comment after the, the match saying that we seen a quite sort of different side of Virgil today. It wasn't just the the Rolls Royce being slick and cool on it. He done the dirty stuff, like you know. He, there was the last last ditch stuff there, and just being that menace. And we looked back to our old selves today. And I think a lot of it's got to do with Milner and Robertson. I feel that they can be town setters a little bit in, in games like this, and they absolutely were. They were absolutely brilliant. Um, and you just got to think we can, we can build on this now. Uh, like you said, Gav, to a man, they were brilliant. You couldn't really fault anyone. I know. Um, Darwin was getting a bit of stick after he came on, but I actually I love that Darwin. I love that Darwin cam- cameo. It's just chaos, causing chaos and havoc. Obviously, 
the decision making wasn't quite there, but he's a young lad playing in that raucous atmosphere for the first time. For want of a better saying, he was like a dog with two dicks. You know what I mean? Like yeah. He just he didn't know what he he wanted. He makes one, he makes one bad decision. He makes one bad decision. Yeah, look, and, and he just he proved a nightmare for them. They were getting ratty. They were kicking out all over the place. You seen Pep on the sideline. You seen the carry on our Rodri. You seen the carry on our Silva. We were horrible today. We were horrible today, and we need that again. West Ham are coming there on Wednesday now. We need to make them feel like we can't get out there because these are going to be fucking horrible again because that has been missing from Liverpool. I would say, even since the back end of the last season, you know, we kept this going in the games, going, going behind, but I think this could be huge for the mentality. You could kind of see it in Van Dijk in the post-match and, and Klopp as well, like, you know, uh, on top of that, they didn't lose their heads because I, I, I won't dwell on it too much because it, it'll actually probably just take away in the result. But again, Anthony Taylor from the great... Oh, no, no, well, well, yeah, I've I a whole section yeah. for him. Trust me. Just, just put in charge of the game. Look, we were absolutely fucking brilliant today to a man uh, in a different way. Didn't have to be this explosive all-action Liverpool. We were game smart. We were dirty. We, we played them the way they play us and we don't sit you up like a keeper today. And the team showed character today for the first time in a long time. And I'm just, it's more of a relief than I got because I don't know about you lads, but when you kind of go on these slides, I think the goal, there comes a time when you might reach a point in our recovery where, okay, something needs to be done there. But, these lads show that the answers can still lie within within this squad. Um, and it was a brilliant result. And it really picked me up because it's been a fucking tough week for myself and it really picked me up. So delighted. I'm gonna I'm gonna digest it all now over the next days. I'm gonna watch the game again head. after this. Yeah, Genuinely. I'll watch it. We'll do a watch along, will we? we just <laughs> do, me and, do you know what I'll do? I'll ring you and we'll just be on the phone and we watch it together. I'll just yeah. ring you. No, it was it was brilliant. Uh, and, and in the context of the week, it, it's a massive three points mm. because we needed them. Yeah. You know? And we West Ham really at home, Forest away, I think, is our next two. Yeah. And if you put six more points on the board, they are going to make ground, I think. And yeah, exactly. There's no better way to start the week, you know, that, than doing something like that. You know, I'm being honest, I, I called a three-all draw on Friday night shop because I thought if Liverpool continue to play the way they're playing, and don't mind the Rangers thing during the week, but they'll give up. They'll give up. They gave up a few chances today, but you're always going to against Man City. But the quality of chance wasn't as high as what we've been given away. If you get me, like Haaland has that one first half off the Bruyne's cross, a header, right? He has another one second half. I think Gundogan has a shot. There's a couple of shots rain in, right? But I think the the wherever they've six or seven on target, but some of them, most of them are comfortable. Alisson, for me, makes a really good save down to his right um, from Haaland. But the quality of chance we were given up today were much lower than what we've done as well today. I don't know what it is I've seen that clip of um, Nesta talking about Haaland. No. I think um, Nesta's talking about Haaland, as if to say, yeah, my things. I played against Ronaldo. I haven't seen anyone getting physical with Haaland yet. I haven't seen anyone doing what I said to have shot there, and we did today. Gomez was digging him in the ribs, shoving him in the back, giving him nothing, nothing, nothing at all. And you could see, 
he started to lose his head and will towards the end. And that's what City do when you're beating them. And we really put it up to them today. We show it, you know, because, look, I'll put my hands up. I fucking wrote as off. Klopp said last week we're not in the title race. Am I saying now we're back in the title race? No. Absolutely not. But we're showing that we have got the goal to go again. And yeah. we do. You can see this. <clears throat> but it all None depends, Sean. It all depends. We could turn around on Wednesday night and we go... What the fuck? What we done this on Sunday and then we're back to this? And and I'm only saying that because of what we've seen in the what nine, eight previous league games and some European games this season. Well, bar one or two league games, obviously we've won. But you know, they have to back it up. You know, they have to back yeah. it up. And you know what? There's, there's incidents in the in the second half mostly of the game, but I want to I want to use this part of the show to just touch on a few players, right? And then we get into the whole Anthony Taylor and everything else then, right? Um Emma, I want to start with James Milner because as soon as that team she comes out, genuinely I went, I am not turning on to her. I refused to turn on to her when it came to fucking half three. And it was like the lineup flashed up on my um, foot scores app and I just knocked it on and I went, yeah, kind of expected that. I was looking for who was in midfield. I was looking for who was up front and a bit surprised at the new thing. But I knew he was going to start it. You know, people were saying, I'll oh, put Simicast right back, and he's never going to do that. He's going to go with who he knows at right back. Um, but I want to start with him because, like, genuinely, I think he's up against one of the biggest prospects in world football today. That's how highly I rate Phil Foden. I just think he's just has everything. Bar the haircut, he has everything, <laughs> right? But how good was he today? Because we talk about Liverpool's game intelligence today. And Milner gets loads of stick. And listen, I'm the first one to say I don't think he should be in the first, first 11 for any game for Liverpool. Like, bar a League Cup game, big League games, big European games, I don't think Milner should be there. Right? That's just me. I'm okay with 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. But he's in there today and I, I kind of went, I knew he was going to do it. Right? But his intelligence today, Emma, and his physicality, yeah. without without overstepping the mark and putting himself in a yellow card and being in trouble from early on, was exceptional. And uh, you can you can like him, dislike him, want him gone, whatever. But on this performance today, he was exceptional, Emmett. Yeah, he was excellent. And kind of nearly set to him and Robbo right from the start set the tone. And I think I was going to say the back forward, what they did today more than anything was they, they seemed to attack the ball more than they have done in the past. But Milner right from the start. I think the ball was played down the left wing and he literally, he was going through the ball and Foden at one stage just to, it wasn't more so to clear it, but it's, you always say, leave, like, make sure they know they're in the game. Make sure they know they're in a game, like, yeah. and that kind of nearly set the tone straight away. Him and Robert, Robert pushing uh, Bernardo Silva. And then that, like, we've all been on football pitches. That kind of gets you going. Mm. It gets the crowd going. The crowd didn't stop from one end of the game to the next either. And they were whistling and booing absolutely everything. But, like, you don't put Milner into a game like that. But if he has to play and he plays like the way he did today, it just gives everybody an absolute boost. Like, you have to remember, he played for these as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that gives him a little bit more impetus as well. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, he shouldn't be near these games. I don't know what else anybody, like, everybody was saying, there's no way Milner should start. What, what, else, what else was he going to do? Somebody was saying put Fabinho in centre back, Gomez, right, and put Jones in midfield, and they were trying to make some all all the permutations up that didn't put Milner in the team. But I guarantee you, every single one of them to a man today 
is delighted now oh, yeah. that Milner actually I, started that game. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, look, if, look, if we had Trent available, Calvin Ramsey available, and whoever available, and Milner starts there, say it right back again, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But needs must to a certain point, and he, he wants familiarity in it. You know, I've no, I've no doubt Simicast could have went and played right back, but how many times has Simicast played right back and look who you're up against? At least Milner's going in with some sort of muscle memory as to who he's playing against and he's played there a little bit. I, I just thought he was brilliant. Shani? I, I think yeah, Elliot had a lot a lot to do with that as well because I think defensively yeah. today, Elliot was unbelievable. I, I, absolutely, and he's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on to him in a couple of minutes because I thought he was brilliant. Shani, just touching on Milner and, and Robertson, I suppose, take both of them. Because we, we talk about how Liverpool were intelligent and they picked their punches. That's what I felt like they done. They picked their punches and they went, instead of going out and just throwing haymakers at City, which they could have been forgiven for doing that. Just go out and give it all and see what happens because we're in a bit of a fucking state at the minute overall. But the fact that they picked their punches, Shani, and the fact that I think the fullbacks play a massive role in that. They stay so solid. And then when we go and we decide we're going to push, they're integral in it. You know, they're, 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 even even attacking positionally wise, they were so so good that we weren't going to get exploited. Yeah, look, Gav, when you're looking at like these two teams today, again, proved the same thing, and I don't care what anyone says. All right, without Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea, or whatever else they're doing, today you're watching the two best teams in England. Today, going at it, form out the window. These are the two best sides set up in England. Pep said it last week. Liverpool still are the only. They are the only threat. He said it himself, and and that's what we got. But you need to think how the seasons panned out and the way those players performed today. They all deserve like a huge pat on the back because it takes it takes all to have the courage and your convictions to go. Okay. We're not going to go bleeding punch for punch here. We're, just, we're going to be smart. We're going to trust in our ability. Although it hasn't happened for us this year, we're going to stick to this game plan and we, and we bounce it out. And so often in games you've seen this year, just going behind early. But you didn't. We were at it from the first fucking whistle. And it showed. They knew then they were in the game. When the crowd grew up, they knew they were in the game. Bernardo Silva knew he was in the game. Foden knew he was in the game. And that's what Miller can give you. Look, if we play, if Milner starts four games, the next four games in a row, he's going to let you down at some point. But it's not because he's a shy player. It's because he's 37 years of age. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean he's incapable of doing this at any stage. He's key to have around, even if he's not going to be playing. And I 100% get what you're saying. If Ramsey and Trent are 100% fit, I'm going, what's fucking going on here? But this is a fella who's done this dance a hundred times. You know what I mean? And sometimes you just need to stick to, your, stick to your guns. And they did. And I think Klopp deserves big praise for that as well because the new system had, like, although we, I don't think, Arsenal was a bit of a shambles defensively, but we, we showed promise going forward and Nunes has picked up and the rain, like, we looked like we were, we were getting somewhere, but he didn't completely, like, he didn't really revert the type, but Klopp did look to players today to say, I know who I can trust. And he trusts Milner. Without, if we don't, Klopp does. And he, he trusts Jota. And he trusts Bobby. And he trusts Mo. And Nunes is probably lucky to see himself out of the team today. But that was Klopp just reverting to type knowing, okay, what do I need to do here to get a result? And he played it fucking perfectly. He played it absolutely <coughs> 
down to the tee. And it, and it, Gav, so much of what's good about Liverpool, it has been good about Liverpool since Klopp really got put a stamp on this team, has started and ended with the fullbacks. And they set the town today. Um, they were both absolutely brilliant. Uh, Super Chapman Jake says, was at the game, crowd was sensational, Salah man of the match for him. Um, Chris Brack says, Keith Plunker has missed Bournemouth when we won 9-0 and he's missed City when we win 1-0. Can we ban him from all of the games? Listen, we can start some sort of petition. Um, he has to be allowed to go to Brentford though. Oh yeah, Brentford's the only <laughs> one he's allowed to go, go to. Um, Emma, just taking the centre-halves as a parent because... You know, we've seen, we've like I said earlier, we've seen Gomez and Van Dijk together recently, Napoli away, and it was just all over the place. But today, and I suppose it was going back a few games ago where it was actually ranged at home in the in the Champions League where we've seen our centre-halves being a lot more front foot, a lot more aggressive and making decisions and, and, and following them through. Um, not letting fellas run off them, not wandering around when we don't have the ball. And today, like Shawnee touched on it earlier, Gomez was look, only short of digging the head off Haaland. Right, but Van Dyke, instead of like you know, when we're getting attacked and he's kind of wandering, he's getting himself into proper positions to cut out stuff, head it away really simple things. But it's not the stuff we've seen in the last while. I thought the two of them are excellent together again. Um, like Shawnee said, going back to 2019 20 when they were excellent, um, but just it, it makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Emma, when they're when they're just so decisive in everything they're doing. It, 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 it puts more trust in the midfielders. It puts more trust in the in the forwards when you've got that solid back line. There's always a little bit of doubt that if I lose the ball in midfield, the back the back line is a bit rocky at the moment. But they, like you said, Van Dijk was like the old Van Dijk. He was literally attacking every ball. And instead of this, like, and he's been guilty of it this season. It kind of looks kind of like he's only kind of trotting around and half heading things. The two of them are unbelievable. Um, I think probably Gomez more than Van Dyke today. Um, there's a meme going around of Van Dyke with Haaland on a leash. I think somebody needs to stick Gomez's head on it because I thought Gomez was unbelievable today. But they were like the they were like two conductors at the back. Like they decided the kind of the pace of the game. They took the the sting out of the game. They were passing between themselves, and then uh, Van Dyke's diagonal balls were back as well. He, yeah. he's, he stuck a few into midfield last week, straight onto a Rangers town. I was like, Jesus Christ. But like he hit one in the first half, I think it was, right out onto the wing to Salah. And I thought, yeah, he's on it. He's back on it. So, yeah, the, the pair of them were unbelievable. But but again, it, it was a tone that was set. It was like everybody was on there. Everybody was on their game today. Everybody knew their job today. We've looked... Head, like headless chickens this season so far. It's We look disjointed. Nobody seems to know what way we're playing. Today, there was a plan. We went there. We executed the plan to perfection, I think. And we've used a lot of boxing analogies so far uh, tonight. But it was it was like we were keeping them on the end of our jab. And then anytime they kind of nearly got close, they got a body shot. Mm. That's what it was. We just kept them on, on the end of our jab. And yeah, I'm not going to say we had them on strings. And I read something earlier on. We controlled the game. Okay, we had they had sixty seven percent, but you you can control a game without necessarily having possession, and I think we controlled them really well today. Yeah, we we did, and like you say, disjointed in, in the past couple of weeks. And you look at Arsenal's two goals. For me, that's the epitome of to how disjointed we were, and just a ball beyond the midfield, we're in so much trouble. Whereas today, we 
we've always regrouped, got ourselves, not not that we fell right back into, you know, two banks of four, we didn't do that. We just got ourselves in the right positions that we've done for so long. And we got that back today and City got frustrated by that because I think City, personally, I think City thought they were going to come out, expect Liverpool to go at them like 100 mile an hour, pick them off once, get a goal, and then they have to continue to come at us and then it makes it easier for us. And they, but the goals that we've been conceding are the goals that City score. Do you know what I mean? That, yes. that little true ball. Yeah. And I like that was the worry today, but like I don't think they got did they get one I don't even think they got one today. They were being snuffed out all the time. Yeah, and they were being backed up and, and you even even when Haaland gets near the box, he's not he's not got loads of time. He has to oh, no. I have to get it off to somebody else. We were all, we were kind of like flies around shite at times yeah. and, and I really liked it Dennis Kelly says it was a super chat he says Gar we have to talk about Michael Richards uh, yeah trust me we're talking about Michael Richards in a bit as well um, Sean you just into the midfield because Thiago and, and Fabinho play but and I, th- I thought they both done absolutely fine but just moving up I want to there's two more players I want to touch on uh, Elliot and Salah right Elliot first um, I I have to say, I thought he was really good, Sean. I, I was worried when I seen him ahead of Milner and I was saying to myself, these could get hurt, hurt here badly. But he walked his arse off, Sean. And he put his foot in when he needed to. And he was he, when he got the ball, he held on to it. He protected it. I thought he was really, really good today, Sean. Yeah, he was superb. Um, a very, very mature performance from him. And look, if you're going back to last year, he was the very same in the Chelsea game at home as well. Um, brilliantly composed, not rushed in possession. He looks after the ball well. He walks hard. Elliot is really... He's making that spot for himself, I feel. Um, there, I, I know people, and I kind of get it. I don't think he's an eight. I don't. I don't think he's a number eight. Um, I don't think he's a natural midfielder. But what he is doing... Um, is he's making a sort of own role in that team where we're able to walk around him and he's making himself walk in the system. Um, what age is Elliot? 19? What age is Harvey Elliot? 19. 19. Look, it's incredible, his maturity. Um, and to be honest with you, big, big credit to the FA because I don't know what they're doing with these lads. It's obviously something in the coaching, um, wherever they're getting it. They all seem to have serious heads on them for their age. Trent, for example, Reece, Reece James being another one, like Bellingham, Joe Bellingham. They seem, they seem to all play with this maturity. Um, he was absolutely fucking brilliant today. He reminded me, like Pedri, it's like watching Pedri for Barca, taking the ball in places, making it awkward for them, being really, just, just being a nuisance. You know what I mean? And I think he will only get better. And I think the thing is with Elliot, there's so much room for him to grow with the talent that he has, that he can literally become any player he wants to be. Yeah, because Neil says Neil says there Elliot is not there yet, lads. But I don't Yeah, think and I'm... look, do you know what? Do you know what? He could be right, but of course he's not gonna be there yet. He's nineteen years old. No, but that's age. what I'm saying. This is just another step in his progression. He's being trusted. He comes in. He has a good game. We're not. We're not going to turn around and go. Oh, listen. He's literally the second coming of Messi because he's playing right hand side in a four two three one. But you look and you know in a year's time, if he's if he's progressed at this rate, you look back and you go, remember that City game he played? He was fucking brilliant. Look, listen, That's big for him. The uh, the game of a game of this magnitude. How many other nineteen year olds are getting into starting lineups? 
No fucking many. Just him and Foden. Well, Foden's, Foden's you know, yeah, but Foden is there two seasons, three seasons. Yeah, but when Foden was 19, he was on the bench in these games. Yeah, yeah. No, I, get that, I get that. Getting, yeah. yeah, I still you know, see Foden as like, probably 19, 20, but he's 22. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. yeah but just so, you know, and look, it's not, that's not a slight on Foden. He's a fucking phenomenal footballer. Um, and, and I don't even think he's at his best yet either. He's no, only going to get better too. Yeah, and, and someone said that, like, Cavallo comes on and is brilliant. I talk of value comes on and it's brilliant. And the fact that Klopp is trusting Elliot in a game of this magnitude is big. Do you, like, do you understand how big trust is yeah. for a player of that age? Poppendew says it. Carvalho gets 10, 15 minutes under his belt. Or gets, when he gets 10 or 15 games under his belt, he's going to be cracking. Yeah. He's not... And a lot of like, a lot of thrown you in there. And look, Bellingham is an exception to the role. He, he's a fucking unicorn, that young fella. Wherever he ends up, he's fucking phenomenal. But the fact that Elliot is sliding in there, honestly, it, he was brilliant today. Um, and I thought he was very good against Rangers as well. Mm. That's the thing with Elliot. He gives us all. When it doesn't go his way, he doesn't hide. He he has a go, he gets stuck in. And I thought he was brilliant today. Um, definitely in the stripes. And I, was so, I think it's a huge call from Klopp to start there as well. Oh, and are, huge, huge call. Yes. It would have been so easy to leave Salah there, right? Leave Salah where he was, Firmino, Jota, Nunes, because that's Firmino, Jota, Nunes know exactly, or Firmino, Jota, Firmino, Jota, Salah, sorry, know exactly what this game's about. Nunes is a bit of a, you know, unknown entity, I suppose, in these games, right? He scores in the charity shield, but whatever. But, you know, that's experience in that tree there. And then if you had Fabinho, Thiago behind, that's more. He could have went really with the tried and tested and went, we want to be solid, but he doesn't. He throws that, he throws a couple of curveballs in and positionally and, and um, with the people he plays. But yeah, I agree with you, Sean. I think it's a huge call for, for um, Elliot there today. And it'll only make him better. It'll only give him more experience and, and call on that in the next, whatever amount of weeks, months, years, whatever it might be. I think today is a big day for him on many, many levels. Emma, Salah looked like the main man today. And what I mean by that is we've talked about Salah being out wide and is he in the game enough? And I keep calling for him to get 10 yards in, in off that line and start, you know, um, influencing things. But they make him the main man today. And my Jesus, he walked his bollocks off. Like he was literally, you know, they say the first line of defence is your attack. He he walked so hard today. He he has a great chance. It's a great save by um Edison, but he gets the goal in the end. But overall, I thought it was work rate and just him being the central kind of figure today. It's is it something he needed? Okay, look, we saw him go in when he, we saw him go in there against Rangers, um, and he got his six minute hat trick. And everybody said it looks like the old Salah is back, and then it was kind of like it's only Rangers today. The old Salah was back, um, playing through the middle kind of give him that freedom if he's out on the right he kind of nearly has chalk on his boots for the whole game whereas today he kind of had that freedom to kind of go out there if he wanted but then kind of stay in the middle as well and right from the start you could see he was going to be an absolute pain in the arse for them today and I was that look when he went through on goal that it is an excellent save and people are saying he should have squared it to Jota when you're bearing down on goal one on one you do not see anything in your peripheral vision. You just see net, and that's it. And it's an excellent sight. Um, but yeah, it, it's great to see starting, like we said, against Rangers. Then today, 
to do it against City. I think he's I think he's scored the most I think he's scored the most goals against City, has he? Nine or something like that of, of all of all players. Is it fair few goals um, against him, yeah. Yeah. Um but um yeah, no, it's great to see. And uh, he didn't give them a minute. Um and even though he had to put up with kind of six one nines and uh, sunset flips from Bernardo and everything today, uh, <laughs> um I thought he was excellent. Excellent. I, I thought he was. I just thought he was. He was phenomenal. Um, and the walk rate, and like Shani, we we talk about how good he is. He's out on that right wing, but at the end of the day, Salah's a very selfish footballer. And I don't mean. I mean that in the best possible way. I'm not talking that he just goes on Shani and he just decides it's the most Salah show. Like at times he's very selfish, and and it, and it's. It's to his benefit that he's that selfish. But today, he, he shows an unselfishness for me today in the walk rate that he puts in for the side, like leading that line. And he just he just seemed to be fucking everywhere. You know, I just couldn't get over the walk rate of him. Yeah, to be honest with you, again, it's kind of like people dragging on him because he hasn't been himself. Honestly. you can, One thing you could never... He's been out of form at times, but he never, ever doesn't try. Yeah. And there was times when he's pulled this club through the fucking mud. The the, the twenty twenty one season is a perfect example. Yeah. I feel hundred percent hasn't been going his way, but he's kind of had to reinvent himself. I think this year in terms of becoming more of a winger for a player like Nunes. And look, we all said this was going to be that was going to take time for whatever new attacking approach you're going to take to kind of implement. And that's not just about bringing new players in and letting them settle. It's making sure players that you already have there are comfortable enough to adapt to this sort of playing style. And that was the that was the thing with Bobby. The genius of Bobby was he allowed Mao and, and Sadio to, to be so free and get into those attacking positions where the chances that they were getting were like better than average but now Mao's had to walk his bollocks off at a slightest challenge chance but we've seen today and during the week through the middle he's honestly a, com- a completely different animal when he's not like kind of like like uh, like Emmett said tethered to the line when he's off in between centre halves and fullbacks it's kind of who's going to him is it me or is it you and where a player with Mao's pace and his strength and his ability, kind of those milliseconds, I'll even say, in the difference, you can't give him because he will take his chances. Look at the hatch he gets during the week. Look, look at the difficulty of the chances. And, and he slots them all. And I, that's kind of always just common with Mao. Um, and I agree with what you're saying when he went through one of them, people saying he should have squared it. Will you fucking get off the stage? Well, he's never squared in that. And the same with Nunes. I'm delighted Nunes didn't square any of them. I'm delighted he's having a go himself. Because I think too many points this season, he should have been fucking shooting and he was passing. The fact that he's shooting now and, and snatching at these chances again would show that his confidence and ability to take these chances. Mal today, that goal, will you fuck off? It, it, it's just... I was genuinely waiting for them to call a handball on it. Because I, no, couldn't get, I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that it's come that far, right? And it's him and Cancelo, and somehow it bounced, and it's right in front of him. I couldn't get my head around. You know that. what that is, Gav? Like, that's that's Cancelo respecting the player that Mao is there. 
Yeah, but um, I thought I thought when I went through, yeah, I thought does Cancelo Cancelo hit it and as as Salah turns, I thought I must have come up and hit his arm and dropped in front of him and he ran. I'll tell you what, do you know how good it was? Neville was even down one of his fucking galgasms. Yeah. Yeah, and then he remembered where he was. If you actually listen listen to it, he does it twice, he goes, oh, oh. And then he scores, oh. (laughs) For a Liverpool goal. Play it, Shani. Martin Tyler Tyler is slipping down the blade and cracks of his chain at the point. (laughs) Just nowhere to be going. He's like 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 in Total Recall. Did you ever see me a man (laughs) in Robo Cop and your man gets covered in all the acid and he just melts? That's what happened to Tyler with the goal. The tone and the finish is fucking ridiculous. And the celebration to go with it. Mao just saying, I'm still here. I'm still the bollocks. If you think I gave up because there's a few more zeros on the end of my contract, you're absolutely fucking mad. Yeah. Um, he's really having a go again. And I've seen people referring to it there in the chat. Imagine that was Trent. Yeah. Well, someone says there, Dale sorry, Martin just Martin. Calm, calm the mind, says Cancelo has insane PR. The guy has a car crash defensively and it never gets mentioned. I've never noticed it because usually when you're watching City, he's one of the ones way up the pitch and he's, you know, he's... Um, Can I get spoke about it afterwards? Yeah, well, I turned off Sky, but I'll get on to that in a few minutes. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you don't, they don't, um, it's kind of like fucking bad news is, is good news to them. And that, and the fight, like, Trent is hot topic now. He's low hanging fruit. Yeah. Cancelo is fucking, is talk of the town because he's doing these outside of the four fucking assists and all that. And he hasn't really been called into question defensively so much. But when he is, he is questionable. If you look at the guy on Mouse Guard last year where, it's Cancelo and Bernardo on their arse again. You know what I mean? But nobody talks about it because they're not Trent. Trent yeah. is like... That's what Trent Carragher said. Trent is in the David Beckham mound now where no matter what you put out about, about him, how good he is, people will react. Or how bad he is will always get more press. Imagine what them mongos on Talksport would have been saying tonight if that had been Trent. Oh, no. He would have had Jamie O'Hara whose best performance in the last 10 years was hanging out a fucking... Daniel Lloyd's flaps on Celebrity Big Brother. He hasn't done it. You know what I mean? Do you reckon we might have to edit that out? No, I don't think you will. I just said, you know, I'm not editing it out. Yeah, but I hope you don't, because it's the truth. You know what I mean? And and that would have laid more on a bangalore. Honestly, (laughs) box parts are actually doing more for fucking people with disabilities. <laughs> Doing more of people with disabilities than fucking make a wish. The fucking a bone of heart on there and Jamie O'Hara there, and between the two of them, they can hardly string a bleeding sentence together. Oh, Honestly, yeah. God, and it just it just so happens people latch onto it. Yeah. Um, it it's fucking brilliant. And look, we'll crack on anyway. Uh, crack on, yeah. <laughs> okay. no anyway, listen, I just destroyed them too, so let's crack on. <laughs> I was going to talk about Agbonda Hall, but I couldn't have put much better than that. Um, well, uh, Stephen Max says, this is live, Gav. I know it's live, but you can still edit it out at the end, but we're not going to. Like, I don't know. Anyway, um, the diff, the thing for me with Mo Salah is, there is times when, when teams can say, he's over there on the right, let's just have a plan for him over there on the right. But today, he's everywhere. So you can't go, listen... Cancelo and whoever, a centre-half, Kanji, whatever, right? Uh, used to go over there and look after him, right? Or when we play United, um, 
you know, Luke Shaw and Varane. You just go over there and look at him. They couldn't. He was fucking everywhere. He was on the right. He was on the left. He was, he was everywhere. So it's so hard to get a plan from him. Um, so I, I just love that about him. Having said that, I still think he's best out on the right if he can get him 10 yards in that touchline. Um, See, that's the thing is that if, yeah. you, if, you, if you have him where he was today, he can go out there if he wants. And that, what you're saying is right. When he's playing and they know that he's there, that's it. He's there and we know where he is. But when he has that kind of freedom to move around, it's like he's popping up all over the place. And his strength. You see him brushing Ake off the ball yeah. today. Yeah. Like, oh, he's an he animal. Literally, literally sent him the shops. Like, he is. He's so. an animal. Um, couple of instances, right? The goal that City score and it's disallowed, <clears> right? A <throat> couple of things on it. Um, Guardiola says before the game that um, Anthony Taylor went to Jurgen Klopp and his assistants, i.e. Guardiola's assistants, and said, look, today we're not going to be blown for everything. We're going to let you play on as much as we possibly can, right? Which is fine. Play it on if you want, right? But Pep Guardiola is kind of going, well, it's Anfield, you know, we're kind of going, no, hold on. This is what happened. This is where the goal was disallowed. Um, I believe Mike Richards after the game said, well, it's nearly like they're re-refereeing the game when they make these decisions, right? And we're like, that's exactly what it is, mate, because when they make a decision and it's not right, they go back and look at it. And that's the whole point of VAR and checking stuff, right? But listen, I'm no fan of the, the PGMOL or any of these referees. I think Anthony Taylor is appalling and how he continues as a Manchester-based referee to referee these games between Liverpool and Manchester City or Manchester United. Why the club have not put in a protest against this officially and told the world that they're doing it is beyond me. But that's for another day's discussion. Fabinho gets pulled in the short by Haaland. It's a free kick. The ball goes in. It's actually a really good ball in behind Gomez for Haaland. Allison gets down, gets his hands on the ball. Haaland kicks her out of his hands and folds and scores. And for some reason, the Man City fans start throwing drinks all over their own players, right? Which was a bit weird. Um, but, Emma, I'll come to you. On the pitch, they make the decision it's a goal. Liverpool asked her to be looked at. Obviously, that, he's not going to look at it just because Liverpool player said, look at it. There's obviously footage and somebody's gone to him and said, you need to watch it because he wouldn't go over to the screen otherwise. He's gone over, he's looked at him and went, no, it's not a goal. That's the end of it, no? It should be. It normally is when it's the other way around, when it's against us. Um, but you can see, you can actually see him from one angle where he's telling Fabinho to get up because it kind of, it probably did look like he was falling back. But it, it is only when you read, look at it, there is the grab of the short and Haaland does pull. He actually literally pulls him backwards. So I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what. Uh, Michael Richards is talking about like it's it's like he made a mistake. It's 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 this thing that they talk about over and over again. Uh, uh, what is it? A clear, clear and uh, obvious, clear and obvious error. And it was a clear and obvious ever error. It was a, it was a foul. And he can well, say, in fairness, in fairness he can say that Taylor. we're going to let things go and we're going to let. Things, yeah, but in great. fairness to him, he's, he's on the wrong he's on the wrong side of the Haaland thing incident. If I remember right, yeah, he's yeah, on the yeah, wrong yeah. side of it. So Haaland's it's, grabbing it, him from the other side, right? Shouldn't and, be. I can't believe this is even discussion. I it's know, but it is a discussion, Charlie, because Sky, from my understanding, have now, literally yeah. spent the whole lot of their post match show talking about should this goal have stood. So that's why well, we're kind of what, saying it. But in fairness to Taylor, he, he doesn't have a great view. view. Well, he doesn't have a great view on the Haaland pull on Fabinho, and he doesn't have a great view on the ball going down. But he doesn't even go and look at the Allison one. He just looks at this and goes, no, he's pulled it short. 
That's it. I couldn't see it. I've seen it and it's done. There's no issue. But Sky and listen, I promise you, when that game was over, I was fucking delighted. I went straight. I turned the telly off, went straight and had a smoke. And, you know, I was fucking thrilled myself. I was trying to get stuff ready for tonight. I don't watch them because they're sick. Sky are fucking sick that Liverpool have won that game today because they waxed lyrical about them at half time. It's, it's, it's just a decision that's made and he's pulled it short. Simple as that. Mm. Now, the problem we have with Anthony Taylor comes on later in the game when Mo Salah, like Emmett says, is more as picked up and fucked on the ground by Bernardo Silva, who follows her up, by the way, by backing into Salah, stamping on him, right, and then throwing an elbow at him, right, all in the space of this. And a linesman standing right there can see it, and the referee can have a clear view of it because I've seen the clip from the angle of the touchline. That's my issue with Anthony Taylor. And he just continues to let this go and go and go. And it was nearly like, I'm just going to let this go and see if he fucking score. But, Sean, you're right. I just hold on. Like, I've seen some of the arguments being made by, like, uh, opposition fans or whatever pundits like that. You should let the game go. Like, that's a foul in every single fucking area of football. It's not like it's a hard challenge going in where he's made an attempt to get the ball. He's pulling out of his shorts, which has literally been illegal in every area of football. Yeah. I, I don't get you can't want oh, they let the game go. They let the game go when there was tackles. That wasn't a tackle. It was a fucking foul. If you if someone's doing that run down, you call it cynical. That it, it, it was a foul. Yeah. So yeah, no, that, listen, it's, it's non discussion. And I tell you one thing that I'm fucking delighted we did. Our players surrounding the ref. Yeah. berating him getting in his face mm. making him make a decision that's what we needed to fucking do and they did it like like you said Gav well, I kept, sorry I kept this earlier and says the whole post match was a joke a brilliant game and they spent the whole pun of time discussing a correct decision but you know what Gav they've been doing it all week with the inflammatory shit with Klopp and he kind of just laughed at them. And he made a sh- he made shy bags out of them all the other day with his response regarding City. Because he's like, you know the answer I'm going to give you. And I'm going to tell you again. So why are you asking me? He's basically taking away that headline whilst giving them the same answer anyway. Hmm. And that's all they've done. You look at them with Pep today, trying to royal up Pep, trying to get Pep to buy. And he did, because Pep's a competitor. And nobody likes losing. He had to deflect. Klopp was bang this week. Nobody was talking about Liverpool's rotten form coming into this game. It was all got to do with Liverpool can't compete because clubs said, and this club is a fucking Egypt because Nunes cost more than Holland. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's about creating diversion and taking pressure do off. You reckon, do you reckon? That's what club doing perfectly. Yeah, do you reckon? Do you reckon, uh, Fran wants to know if you reckon uh, that Holland was hanging out Fabinho slaps? I think that would be a perfect analogy. <laughs> Okay, good stuff. Um, we're doubling down on this. Great to see. Um, that, look, Guardiola's head falls off as it usually does at Anfield. Look, if you want to go, if you want to go in next one. No, no, no. We don't really want to go in next one. Bernardo Silva, Bernardo Silva was streeling our salad slaps. Streeling our salad slaps. But well, hold on. They've been streeling our salad slaps for fucking three seasons, and he gets nothing. Yeah, but I've never seen I've never seen a player get fouled. I, I, the threshold between a foul for Mo Salah and the likes of Harry Kane uh, is on complete two different fucking spectrums. The so, defenders to be on him like a fucking straightjacket, and he gets nothing. Well, you can have Bernardo Silva was on a yellow before that challenge. Am I right in saying that? Um, I don't think so. 
I'm, I'm going to check. I'm going to check because I think he might have been. And if he was, sure. he should have been fucking sent off. Well, he might have been, actually. No, he wasn't, but he should. Yeah. He, he yeah, literally should have been booked two or three times before. That. Well, do you see, the problem we have here is, right, like, this is why Anthony Towns are like, do me fucking head in. Salah's running with the ball, under control of the ball. Bernardo Silva tries to get, get you know, get himself between him, Salah and the goal. Can't keep up with Salah. Puts his arm up onto him, grabs him, reefs the jersey down, and then just tumbles with him. Now, if you remember rightly, Salah gets badly injured in a European Cup final. Something similar with Sergio Ramos, where he grabs him and goes down to the ground with him, right? Salah goes down, the jersey's all over the place, and the ref is looking straight at this. The line the standing right, right there, it, right? Yeah. And neither of them, the linesman doesn't go, that's a free. The, the referee can see it and says nothing. And then the re- the linesman is standing right beside um, Salah, right? As Bernardo Silva backs in and tries to stamp on him and throws an elbow at him. And then they run up the pitch, and that's when Klopp comes along. The Klopp gets sent off, and look... As much as you kind of go, fair play to Klopp, he, he's always getting sent off for that because he's literally on, nearly on the pitch. He's he's nearly close to picking the linesman up and fucking him on the ground himself to show him what's happened to Salah. And he gets sent off and that's what happens. But I can't for the life of me understand how you, they see this and they just think that's okay. And the fucking funny thing is, while it's happening, I think it's Ake has his hands in the air protesting because Bernardo Silva's on the fucking ground. When Salah's being pulled to the ground, it's like, is this fucking actually for real? But you're right. If that's Harry Kane, and I mean, and listen, it's a penalty on Harry Kane yesterday, by the way, right? But if that's Harry Kane, he goes down there, that fella gets booked, and Spurs have a free kick. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. There's no other thing, no other thing for it. Um, I don't want to get into a massive discussion over he, this. He but disallowed a goal for a jersey pull. But didn't give that. Correct. <laughs> and, that's Correct. That's and I, and I wondered. Sorry, I let you go, Shani, if you want. But I wondered why isn't VAR watching that? Because if that if VAR watching everything, you should go. Uh, hello, Anthony. Listen, come here and I tell you, you've given that right, whether or not. But he's stamped on him and thrown an elbow at him. I'm just letting you know. Come over and look at it. This is what's meant to be. It's meant to be there for. But we just think, ah, oh, there's no real consequence to it. And remember, Liverpool should have got a corner early on in the game, and City go up and nearly scored to the rent. You know, it's it's silly things like this where you go. Is that like was what Silva done too dissimilar to what Nunes got sent off for against Palace? Um. Well, no, because well, Nunes is facing your man, isn't he? And he kind of fucking throws the head yeah, him a little still, bit. If if Mal got Silva throwing elbows, Mal goes down. If, if he, the thing is, Salah is actually still remonstrating with the referee and doesn't really notice it going on. But your man, he yeah, reverses back into him. Because I, I'm sick, Timmy, back teeth of seeing this shite where Salah is literally just a lousy manhandle boy defenders because he's Mao Salah. It shouldn't be fucking on. It, uh, it, it just shouldn't be. It, it's it's ridiculous. And we're, we're all scouting over the same point. Like, Anthony Taylor's from Greater Manchester. Who the fuck are assigning these referees to the game? Is it that hard? Is they literally are making walk for themselves by doing this? There's narratives being great before the ball is kicked. The right. likely one he does now. Do you know what? There's no way he fucking sports Man City because nobody does. But it's it's beside the point. Do you know what I mean? It that just put Oliver on it, even though he was shite last Saturday, Sunday. Put Oliver on but it, but he, he can't do every game. 
you know what I mean? There's big games everywhere. There's, like, who, who, there's United. Did didn't referee a team from Manchester this week? Did he? Fucking! It, it's this is all known. This is all known. It's just again another week. And the fact is, the result went away, and we're still giving out about refs. So we're not showing that it's just yeah. it, it's just this fucking moaning and excuses. It's just shy. It's completely taken away the game. That game was fucking brilliant today, brilliant. And he done everything in his power to spoil it. Yeah, but your man Bernardo Silva, your man Bernardo Silva seems to get away with loads. Look, yeah. I, pr- I promise yeah. you now. I promise you now, right? If the Brian is running that channel, and Robertson comes over and reaves him, and he goes to the ground, he gets a free kick. It's as simple as that. But and I, I, I trust me, there's there's a there's a bit in the sideline. I I might be Phil Phil Blundell from the Anfield. I do stuff for the Anfield rap. He's tweeted a clip, and it just says, "This is allowed in the Premier League nowadays." And it's a four or five second clip where you see Salah running. Don't watch Salah and thing. Just look straight down the middle of the screen and you can see Anthony Taylor staring at this. You can see everything. He's the best view on the ground because he's the other side. The lines went fair enough. It's probably what is rectangle. I can't see his hand fair. But Anthony Taylor staring straight at this. Uh, Nay asks, have you seen the LFC, LFC statement regarding the M- Manchester yeah. City fans today at Anfield? I'm not getting into a big discussion over this because you don't deserve that much oxygen. But um, just... Doorboards is the only word I'd use for them, right? Um, they come to Anfield. There's open videos now of what they're singing, and I'm not going to repeat it because, again, they don't deserve it. You know what they're singing. There's open videos of them singing in the Anfield Road and this. Apparently, they've graffitied and sung the same uh, multiple songs on the concourse at halftime. And um, Man City will have to answer for this. And I hope that, uh, you know, I don't know, the head of a Man City supporters group is on Sky Sports in the morning being asked about this, and we want to know what, edu- what education we need to be given these people, um, because education was the big boy word on, on Sky as well during the week. Um, look. But the, but the headline is, should Liverpool, uh, should City's goal have stood, not yeah. calling these no. fuckers out. But these, the, these songs are being sang during the game, mm. and nobody's saying what this being. Like, I can't stand... Um, Tyler and, and Neville. I just can't get my head around the fact that this fella that's such a decorated Manchester United fan is completely and utterly on, in City's corner when they go and play Liverpool. And I understand he hates Liverpool, but he should hate City as much. You know what I mean? But then again, he wants his club to aspire to be like Man City, i.e. the ownership model, so it's kind of understandable. Um, but look, I'm not giving them too much air on this, but I'm delighted Liverpool Football Club will come out with a statement. And I hope they come out after every game if the song, uh, song sung like that, I make the exact same statement continuously. If you have to do it 38 times a season, after every league game, if you have to do it after every cup game, go and do it because that's the attitude the club should have all the time about this. It's not good enough. It's simply not good enough. And um, hopefully, um, you know, nine minutes has calmed the mind. Nine minutes they start singing um, Hillsborough songs. So there you go. But look, the, the club have made a statement and I hope they literally have that statement copied and ready to paste at any opportunity from now on because now the club have gone bang, we're not happy with that and we're going to continue telling them we're not happy with it because enough is enough. Um, Jota goes off injured. That's the only thing that kind of... Yeah. Has anyone heard anything on that? Because I haven't. I literally finished and I Club said, said away it this. Club said it didn't look good, which... Mm. Well, he said against he said that about Diaz, and we're looking at six weeks for Diaz. So it was a possible. yeah, and he said that about World Cup, well. World Cup, do maybe possibly. I, I think it looks like he pulled his calf. If I'm being honest, and he didn't walk off the pitch; he went off on a stretcher. Okay. That's never a good sign. So, 
Yeah. Red Steve. Red Steve says, and if this is true, it's a fucking joke, right? He says, head of a Man C- of the Man City fan group. Oh, will say he didn't hear it despite standing in the middle of the pitch for ninety minutes. No, no, no. I want. To, I'd like to hear from. No, I will say I've seen a couple of City fans retweet the video from the Anfield Road end today and say there is no excuse for this. There is no defence. That's fair. Lads, again, this is more like I hate saying it. It's it's fucking minorities, lads. It's minorities again. Yeah, and but it's just, but, but is but it, it when you can hear it in a game? I know. I. I Look, you're not gonna you're not gonna hear two or three people sing it. No, but and, and it's, you know, don't get me wrong; it's great that these people are coming out and saying yeah, that. No, it's wrong, but I'd, I'd imagine it's that. Look, I get it, but you're you're never gonna take this out of the game, no matter what you do. You could ban them all. Whoever buys the tickets next year, you're not gonna get a hundred percent good eggs in a crowd. And the fact of the matter is, if you got ninety five percent good eggs in a crowd, the five percent would still let the fucking ninety five percent down. Mm. You know what I mean? I was at the Etihad away. It's a fucking shit hall. They are a gang of sh- they're a gang of shy cunts. There's no doubt about it. But it, again, what, what it's something, and I, I am, I'm with you, Gav. The club should be fucking hammering at home every single week. Oh, every week. And I do. I get it. I do. I 100% get it. You're never going to eradicate this from the game because they're just mongos. They are absolutely... I, know, I, I completely get that, but you see... It's not that you eradicate it, but you need to, and I agree with you. And Emma, listen, to those 3,000 City fans there, it could have been two or 300 of them singing it, right? 10% of them, or whatever it was. But it's not about eradicating, it's embarrassing them. And what happens the next time is that Liverpool keep coming out with this statement, and people will have to start talking about it. And the next time a hundred fellas open their mouth in a City away end, or a United away end, or indeed Old Trafford, or, or the Etihad, someone will turn and go, shut the fuck up, will you? You know what I mean? You've been made a laugh of here now every week when you fucking do this. Just shut the fuck up. And people are people feel confident enough in a stadium to self-police themselves and say, stop it. You know what I mean? And they're not impressing anyone. Well, they're probably impressing a few people, but they're not impressing yeah, most people. Anyone with an ounce of sense, um, you know, the ability to read will, will know what's happened over Hillsborough and the outcome of what, what's happened for the, the people that died and their families, survivors. And not only that, the outcome so many years later when, when the truth was actually brought to the fore rather than the lies that were told for like way too many years. And that's where it needs to get to. It needs to get to where you make these people look like fucking idiots every time they open their mouth. Yeah, no, that's really what you need. But you know what makes them look like fucking idiots? The fact that they're singing it in the first place. They're not football uh, fans. They're, they're there for the music no, and no. the sing songs. They're not football no, no. fans. But Kay had said you can't just say a few hundred. Kay, what I'm trying to say is, is that if if 3,000 City fans are there, what the video I was seeing, it's a fair old noise coming over, but I don't think the City end is full because it's after the game when this video is actually shown. So what I'm saying is 300 or 400 out of 3,000 doing it is enough for it to be heard. But if this continues to be shown up that, look, you've done this again at Anfield, you've done this again, people around those three and four hundred go, will you ever fucking stop? Okay, but it's all right because the Liverpool fans chew coins at Pep. Oh, yeah, well, Pep's saying he was targeted with coins today as well. So we'll you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. That, like, you just... And by the way, if people are throwing coins at Pep Guardiola from the main stand, they should be identified and fucked out. Jono makes a good Jono makes a good point there that Liverpool sung about rent boys for uh, Billy Gilmore 
and Klopp was made to sit down with the LGBT leaders. Why aren't things been done here? Like there's, and he says there, they're singing about food banks, they're singing about this. Why aren't these, why isn't Pep brought in front of... Pep Guardiola should make a statement on TV. 100%. Right? And any manager of any club that are doing this, right, it should make a statement on TV tomorrow saying, Air fans sang this at the Anfield Rolling again yesterday. It's a disgrace. Right? You don't represent Manchester City. Please fucking stop it or we will identify you. You won't be on any of your games again. And it, it belittles you're, them to the point where... You're dealing with a team that sang about it on a fucking plane. Yeah, well, that's true yeah. as well. But no, well, you sang it... Yeah, yeah. They did. They sang about, yeah, another incident as well on the plane. Getting battered in the streets. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, look. Yeah, um, look. I'm glad, I'm glad again, with Liverpool's yeah. statement and I hope, I hope it... I hope it happens every single time you hear this now from now on in. Um, yeah, but Jota, people are saying hamstring there. Uh, Owen Book is hoping it's just extreme cramp, but I don't think so, in <laughs> fairness. Yeah. Um, G10 say I'd say G10 says I take it more than three or four hundred to be heard at Anfield. Not a full time G10. That's when this, this clip I've seen is it's full time. People are leaving the ground. It's quiet in the ground. And Man City have X amount of people just, still in uh, their look, seats waiting to be let out. That's where talking about the talking about the, the field bank stuff and all like like it, football is the walker man's game. The, the, we're living in a world where the walker man is eating our field banks. It's this lack of self awareness that just goes to show that these fellas are just not they're not clued in at all. They're just they're brain dead, they're gormless idiots who it's where Manchester was from wealthy utopia or something like, do you know what I mean? Well, they, they, exactly. they, they, well. should, they should be well aware. I'd imagine that those lads now families that are affected, that are even eating our food banks and there shouldn't be a stigma fucking attached to that. These, not to get into politics, but these are all the same people who are being let down by the same government, but they're using it to point score against another team. It just, it just doesn't make sense. There's, there's people eating our food banks the length of breadth of the country in England. You can't turn around and say you want this fucking de- democracy, you want this fucking whatever you want in England in terms of fucking the government, but then kick another bleeding part of the, the country while it's down. Mm. But, you but, seen, but, but you seen the Ferrari last week when they, there was talk that Liverpool were going to host the, the Eurovision. It's uh, just... Do you know what? It's Liverpool. Uh, just when it comes to this type of thing, it just so happens. The last few years, we've had a really, really good football team. We've rubbed it in everyone's faces. We've won games. What do you do when you're hurt? You get erratic. You lash out. You say things you don't really mean because you're not fucking clued in on them because you're just brain dead. And that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. But I tell you is, what, the way, is, the way the league is going now, right? But this is the league, forty miles up the road, right? That has been treated as badly as Liverpool has with regards to um, the government and, and thing, and they're in the ground singing the national anthem. I'm not singing because they love fucking the, the, the Queen and the Crown. They're singing it because they're in Liverpool, and you know Liverpool yeah, aren't the establishment. Gav, you're seeing you're seeing the everyone blame Liverpool for the games being called off the week the, the Queen died. It's yeah. just fucking, it's yeah. stupidity. Yeah, like you can't like it, it's. You can't legislate for these people because they're just fucking brain dead. And if football is always going to be that way because I see them on Twitter. I see them on, like you, you've seen them. You've seen them after the Newcastle game when they were turning around about Harvey Elliott and Carvalho saying, look at these two gobshites the week after a young girl was more than Liverpool. Yeah. Ignoring the fact that 
these two lads have been doing this celebration long before they play for Liverpool together. Yeah. Like, it's... And you know what the problem is, Gav? They know now, because the only place you see this coming out is, is on social media, because it's literally designed now to be inflammatory on those platforms. And you'll have the likes of fucking Paddy Power, or maybe not, not maybe not Paddy Power, but fucking the football Bible, or the lad Bible, or fucking football index, or fucking whatever, whatever that station that they can use, talk sport, perpetuate this shit. Because what happens is, they create, they cause a boil-on against Liverpool, because Liverpool have, have always been anti-establishment for as long as they can remember they've been anti-establishment from day one but it's a problem when it's Liverpool but when it's anyone else nobody gives a fuck yeah. do you know what I mean like you'd yeah. range as fans in Anfield talking about uh, like accidents happening in stadiums the week where a stadium collapsed in Indonesia and people died talking about a club who have Previous as well, with 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 uh, issues in stadium. Stadium, the state, well, Rangers had their own stadium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The complete lack of self awareness from these but fucking ages. And and again, to finish up on a gaff, you, you look at all that Jordan Henderson done through the lockdown, and last week he was a racist. Yeah. Why? Because there's still a picture of Bobby Firmino looking at him in surprise. Yeah. Meant Henderson was a racist. And, and this well, is that, well that, that's the thing the, the video last week the tweet it's last week from, a, from an Arsenal fan was here is the co- here is the footage of Jordan Henderson racially abusing Gabrielle right yeah. and I pressed on the video and all I could see was the back of Henderson's head I said how what, what, how the fuck are you making this out oh and I see and I kind of went, I look at the I look at the response to this and people are like oh yeah no that's that, that's fucking mad and this fellow was like Look at Gabrielle, he's going mad. It must be racist. Uh, racist. Uh, look at Firmino looking back. Now, come on. You know what I mean? Uh, look, Shawnee, <clears throat> if I stood in front of you, right, and you happen to be a black man, right, and I'm talking to you and we're having a row over something, and I call you a fucking Egypt, and you go, what do you mean I'm a fucking Egypt? People from across the road go, clearly said something racist. He's clearly said something racist because that's where mm. we are. Now, don't get me wrong, racism, racism exists, but you can't, well, you can now, but you shouldn't be going onto social media and saying, here's the footage of someone racially abusing someone else, and it's literally being fucking recorded off a microwave by the looks of it, and it's the back it's of a madness. fella's head. Absolutely madness. But, and someone like, it's just... And for the record, if Jordan Henderson racially abused Gabrielle, he shouldn't play with Liverpool again. Simple as that. Can I you ask, I mean? they went, they, they'd stopped doing the meeting, didn't they? That's came back this week. You'd wonder how's it going to happen to do it last I, week. I, I don't know. I, I, I thought they were going to take that on a club-by-club club basis now. Like I think it was, a, it was, a, it was a Premier League decision to do it this week for some, re- for some reason. Right, okay. Well, I'm not, I'm not too sure why, but um, I thought it was something at the start of the season where you could do what, your own club could decide now what was going to go on. But listen, <clears throat> I have no problem with it. Do you want to take the knee like you but you were getting stuff where even black players were like, oh, lads, we still fucking doing this. Zaha. Zaha was like, this is fucking bollocks. This is a lot of bollocks. Yeah. And listen, if, if it helps in some way, by all means do it. But Zaha, you're right, Zaha was kind of going, what, what the fuck are we still doing this for? Um, because he, it ends up not being uh, positive 
they turn everything into a negative. You know, oh, this fella fucking, look at him, he's barely, doesn't want to do the knee, oh, he forgot to do it, oh, and then it all kicks off again, because it's all about um, Black History Month, Gav, says Jay Ward. Maybe that's what it is, Black History Month, or maybe Jay Ward covered that for us. Uh, Man of the match. Shawnee, man of the match. Um, A lot of the tunes from, but uh, I'm going to say Joe Gomez, because he's had it rough, you know, he's had not a lot of luck in his Liverpool career. And he looks some way back to his best today, I thought. Although it's it's one game, but yeah. it's the best I've seen him in a long time. And yeah. it's a big positive for him because today was a test for him. Look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn around and say I'm not gonna buy into this show that Haaland is no good. You just no. got a game today. You got a game today. You got a game today. Yeah. Haaland, Haaland was in a battle today. And out of the back two, I thought Joe Gomez was phenomenal. And Shout out to so many others. Alisson, but Alisson's always been great. Yeah, he's just there. And yeah. I thought Milo was brilliant, but for me, Joe Gomez, man of the match. Okay. Emma, man of the match. Yeah, I, I agree with Sean. I Joe Gomez. So he's going home tonight to take out his keys, his phone and Harland, basically. Nice. nice. Um, I want to give Milner a show because I think it's a massive game for him to come in. And not only who he's playing, but a lot of people that just go, oh, fuck this, you know what I mean? And just kick and scream at the fact he's in the team. Um, we've said it before. He probably shouldn't be in the team if everyone's around. That's his role in the squad, but um means to an end today. And I thought he was excellent. But I'm gonna go Salah. And not just for the goal. I just think the, the he was very dynamic today. He was so hard to get a handle on for City. He didn't know where to go with him. He was strong, quick. He Edison saves that one, then he goes through again and it's like ah, look, it doesn't matter, I'll just lift it a bit this time. Um I thought he was absolutely excellent um today, most solid. So I'll give it to him, but I think he's a bang on as well with Joe Gomez. I just thought he was fucking brilliant today. Megan McCallion says Gomez was brilliant today, whole man of the match as well. Joe Gomez, honourable mentions for Mo Salah and Elias is Kevin Sullivan. Um Allison for Alan Rastellini. Alison, best keeper in the world, says Dennis. Um, yeah, Stephen Lennon had Salah. Uh, Oshin said Gomez was immense at the backs today. Best performance in ages. Agree with Sean, he said that a little while ago. Um, before we go, um, our Day Troopers beanies are available for pre-order with weareliverpool.ie. The link is in the description. If you click on the link tree link it will bring you everything you need to know about us whether that's finding videos finding socials finding podcasts um whatever contact details whatever you want you click that link you will also find the link for the beanies it's a very limited limited supply so if you want one click on the link tree the very top then is the beanies click on that you can pre-order and as soon as they arrive with us they will be shipped straight back out to you um emma wants one shawnee wants one shawnee, already ordered it you've already ordered, ordered. shawnee's yeah. uh shawnee's ordered his as well and uh the minute he was in switzerland when i told him about it and i said if you get me one of them big massive toblerones you know, fucking huge ones i'll get you a hat i haven't seen the toblerone but he not you just know he's gonna it's get the hat. Yeah, yeah. just he's posting a bit by bit um yeah. <laughs> i was too dear to send him one go so it was just the, the tea be there with you on Tuesday um, but look they're a very limited run they're 21 euro to buy we're delighted with them and they keep your head warm for the winter and on top of that if if this goes well for us we'll try bring out more stuff in conjunction with uh, we are Liverpool.ie and the quality of their stuff is excellent the rest of the week uh, we have winners and losers tomorrow um, we'll have a preview of West Ham on Tuesday we'll have 
we're playing West Ham Wednesday, so we'll have a post-match on Wednesday. Thursday, we're going to talk FSG. Do you want them in? Do you want them out? If you know anyone that want is FSG out and would like to come on and talk to us about it, absolutely send them my way. Um, Friday will be uh, the Premier League forecast, and then we're away to Forest on the Saturday, aren't we? So we have a post-match then and back to the Fatback Forest. So loads and loads and loads going on. Emma, anything else before we go? No, nothing really. Uh, just great result today. Um, we have to go and back it up now against West Ham. Mm. Yeah, um, 100%. And if, if we, we don't today, kind of nearly means nothing. And I'm looking forward to having a coffee in my Liverpool mug tomorrow because we're back. Tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're back yeah, 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 fair play. Yeah. Um, drinking, drinking tea over bleeding. So, someone, asked on, someone asked earlier on the chat as well, like, I did wear my jersey today. Yeah. Okay, so well, it would have come off if you went 1-0 down, that's the thing. Uh, yeah. Francis, lads, I'm in Dublin, can you just drop us one over and I'll charge us out? No, Fran, you click the link, you order it, and then as soon as it arrives, we'll post it to you. That's it. Um, send a beanie to Tyler and Gav. Uh, when are the Daniel Lloyd t-shirts out, Gav? You have to go to Shawnee with that. That's a side hustle for Shawnee now, the Daniel Lloyd. Daniel Lloyd doesn't wear t-shirts, man. T-shirts. says, great job with the lads. Uh, listen, it's been a really good show. An hour and 20 minutes, we've kept it long enough. That has been the Fatback Four. Liverpool have beaten Manchester City. We're back. Put four quid on us to win the quad. Over now. I didn't want to say anything actually either. Just just shout out to uh, Daniel Lloyd. Didn't mean to offend you. She's a scouser as well. So yeah. Sorry you had to put up with Jamie O'Hara for so long. <laughs> what, what, was he, what was he doing, Charlie? Sports Social Podcast Network.